Drop the subject. Okay, let's get this thing going. Drop the subject is here and queer. You're stuck with us, as Michaela said. It's Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. We have a lot to look forward to on the show today. Of course, it is Tuesday, so we will be doing Just the Tip Tuesday, and we will be talking about what happens when your parents hate your significant other, especially I think is going to be interesting to talk about how long your significant other has been your significant other. If it's mm. been three weeks and your parents hate them, then yeah, maybe maybe take that into consideration. But if it's been like 10 years, you know, you got to kind of trust your gut on that. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of other politics stuff to get into. There are people dropping like flies, or at least one person is, and then another well, yeah. person switched out. They like tapped out. They did maybe, some kind of baton. T- maybe pass. like a spider that you sprayed with rain. <laughs> like, it's yes. very specific, but you know. Yeah. And then we wanted to talk about something right out the gate. About it was a tweet that you had sent out, Jarrett, about how you met somebody who said they were a celebrity hairstylist. So, okay. I feel like this might be a uniquely LA thing because even uh, someone responded to the tweet and they're like, ugh, only in LA. I said only in LA, maybe New York. And they're like, no, I feel like New Yorkers are more real. Um, But like, you know, I was like, maybe you're right. I feel like in New York, they wouldn't want to, out that yeah exactly they'd so, just be like i'm a hairstylist what right so i find that so often here in la people are a celebrity something i'm a celebrity photographer i'm a celebrity makeup artist i'm a celebrity stylist i'm a celebrity whatever and i'm just like what does that even mean and so i tweeted the following him i'm a celebrity makeup artist me so you only do makeup for celebrities him no i do everyday people too <laughs> me so you're a makeup artist right <laughs> Him, but I do celebrities too. <laughs> Me, got it. Got it. See, because who is who is exclusively not a celebrity makeup artist? Well, who's right. like I do everyday people, but if Angelina Jolie were to walk into this room right now, I would say turn away. Right, I'm because an, I'm an I am everyday makeup. I am an everyday <laughs> civilian layperson makeup artist. I just don't get it. And well, because like I'm like so like. If, if I'm just looking at it from like a grammatical standpoint, celebrity makeup artist means the celebrity is a is an adjective modifying the noun. So either you are a celebrity or you only work with celebrities. And if it's the first one, you shouldn't have to tell me that in your title right. because Jennifer Aniston is not a celebrity actress. Well, like exactly. You know so then I mean? saying saying like I'm a celebrity chef. Does that mean that you only cook for celebrities? What or does, does that, that mean? mean that you are a chef that is so famous that you've become a celebrity? In which case, you're a chef. You're just a... Right. You know what I Not mean? Not just a chef. But yeah, like if you're cooking... You're cooking a good filet mignon. It doesn't really matter who it's for, right? You're just good at cooking, and it just happens to be on somebody famous's plate. But I think that putting celebrity in front of something is just a buzzword to make people feel more important. There's all kinds of words like that that have basically lost all meaning now because you just kind of throw it around. Like, influencer is another one. I feel like entrepreneur is another one. Entrepreneur is so broad now. What does that even mean? Yeah, it means that you don't have like a corporate job and you get paid in a different way. You know what I mean? like. <laughs> but I feel like anybody, like entrepreneur could mean I'm building my own company from the ground yep. up. I'm doing something like I, I have employees. I'm starting my own business. Or it could mean like 
I'm just at home trying to win radio contests. I mean, like, yes. And I'm trying to, and I get my income that way. Like, like entrepreneur is, is such a broad title now. Like, it does not mean what it meant when we were kids. Like, there's a, a, a magazine called Black Enterprise, and like, it always highlights black businesses or whatever. And like, I remember like seeing the word entrepreneur and thinking like, oh, that's like so interesting. And now it's like, when someone says they're an entrepreneur, I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? Right. Like, what that I think mean? that if I, if I considered myself an entrepreneur, I would feel the need to be more specific and to actually yeah. prove like no I'm actually an entrepreneur I'm not just someone who takes bong rips on my couch <laughs> and then like <laughs> maybe that too yeah which I mean only I've met a lot of uh, very successful weed entrepreneurs weedrepreneurs you know that are doing like customized weed delivery boxes yeah. weed of the month clubs weed drone delivery like they weed are of the month clubs oh yeah I totally get that that makes perfect yeah, sense yeah or you pair diff- you have different products that you can try every month I mean everyone loves those on demand boxes yeah 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 uh, Katie got totally sold into yogi boxes <laughs> what is oh for yoga no for like just weird meditative stuff. Oh, and uh, is, that, she, is that what the branding says? Like it comes Yogi Box for weird for meditative weird stuff. weird meditative stuff. Yeah, she got like what, a random crystal. She got like a, a weird scroll that had like a meditation on it. I was like, you could have gotten this offline. You could have totally gotten this yeah. from Panda Express. Yeah, but then there are entrepreneurs <laughs> and people who will buy anything. I wonder if there's a celebrity entrepreneur. <laughs> Only send on-demand boxes to celebrities. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to look at the 2020 campaign, give you all the headlines that you need to know, uh, wrap them up pretty quickly, and uh, there's, there's so much to talk about. Um, that's coming up next on Drop the Subject on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. This is the new celebrity radio show, Drop the Subject. I'm celebrity radio host Jared Hill. And I'm celebrity radio host Allie Johnson. Neither of us are celebrities, but we do interview celebrities. Yes, and we're, we only do radio for celebrities. So if you're not a celebrity, I don't know how you got the station. Turn it off right now. Unless you have an IMDb. No. Unless you have an IMDb You know what I was also thinking is like, if you could go at like is a cele- just a celebrity walking down a sidewalk does that make the cel- the sidewalk a celebrity sidewalk I mean I, if you're watching them you're a celebrity watcher <laughs> I'm a celebrity TV watcher. My friends who think that being on the radio makes you a celebrity um, messaged me after I tweeted that, and they were like, I cooked dinner for you once, so I'm a celebrity chef. And I was like, <laughs> neither one of those words works for you, but <laughs> right. sure. Okay, so we have a new <clears throat> segment that we're debuting, but the segment needs a name. Yes. And what's happening is that there's going to be a lot of election 2020 coverage happening in the next year and a half, right? Everything's ramping up now. It's been ramping up for a while. And there's a way that we want to keep everybody updated, but we want to uh, we want to do it in a way where uh, we can keep people informed, but also we, what is anything without a catchy title? Yes, exactly. And, and good music. And good music. And good yeah, music. exactly. So right now, we don't really have a great name. The only thing I could think of in my sleepy haze this morning was our daily selection, election selection, which I'm like, meh. And then I was yeah. like, what about growing campaigns instead oh, of growing campaigns? Okay. No, but I'm not I'm really not in love with any of those things. I'm thinking like election roundup seems stupid. Um, you know, like uh, seeing there's 2020. Some, there's some conjunction junction thing there that works something. <laughs> I don't know. So you guys are welcome to tweet or Instagram us ideas for our 2020 roundup segment that we'll be doing every day, kind of like keeping you in the loop of what's happening in the election. Um, it'll be most days. It'll be, you know, it'll be on days where there's something to talk about. So. Or we could call it anyone but the T word. 
Oh, Trump. Yeah. I was like, wait, what's the T word? <laughs> or or like literally anyone else. Literally anybody else. Yeah. I <laughs> we'll mean, just do a roundup of the election stuff because we want it to be literally anybody somebody else. Somebody like, God, we're searching for anybody. Like that might be what it's called. <laughs> God, uh, God, we're searching for, for anybody. anybody. So, anybody. <clears throat> so right, today. Well, without further ado, yes. we, we kick off the nameless Yes, segment. the nameless 2020 segment. So first things first, Eric Swalwell has dropped out of the race. Eric Swalwell is a congressman and he uh, was one of the early people to jump into the race and he is the very first person to drop out of the race. Rachel Maddow used to do this thing where they would like poof the picture of someone out of all the candidates and they started that last night. Um, Eric Swalwell came out and gave a speech and basically said, you know, we couldn't get the momentum. Um, the truth of the matter is he doesn't want to lose his seat in Congress. So like um, the interesting ah. thing with running for office when you're also an elected official is at some point you have to like either stay in it and risk losing your seat or get out and try and keep your seat. So Eric has to make sure that he can keep his seat in the house. So, but this is also about raising money, right? So, Absolutely. I mean, as soon as the first debate happens, you have X amount of time to raise X amount of dollars. And so, you either have to know a lot of rich people or you have to be so rich yourself that you're able to find ways to get that money or well, put it up on your own. So, that's the major part of it. And then the other small part of it is like you look at your polling, right? Like the polling will always give you some kind of indication of like where you stand in the field. But now, mind you, Kamala Harris like shot up in the polling last month. But the month before that, it was Eric. I mean, it was Elizabeth Warren. And the month before that, it was Pete Buttigieg. And before that, you know what I mean? So the polling goes up and down. But if you're not raising the money, you can't fund a staff and you can't really fund a campaign. It always makes me think of like on a show like Survivor, the first one to go. It's exactly. like always kind of sad. Or like on a, cook, on a cooking one. show, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're the first one being eliminated. Not that he's eliminated, but he's basically I mean, he eliminating. Is, yeah. yeah, like he's looking at this and being like, there's no way I can win. I'm going to gently bow. I'm going to put my torch out. Yeah, yeah. And no one's really going to remember you probably in the next three weeks. Well, like I think about that with like American Idol and like I worked on, I, I talked about working on uh, America's Next Top Model and it's like, man, you were only here for like a day and a half and you've got to go home. <laughs> right. Like Tyra's not holding your picture in her hands. No, definitely done. not. So yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, so Eric Swall is out of the race. Um, Ross Perot, who was like the, I, I feel like he ran in every election when I was a kid. Turned out he actually only ran like twice. I looked that up this morning too. I yeah. was like, wasn't that the guy who was in every, every single election. Pre- presidential race? Like he would not stop. Yeah, like, but he I was guess just like me, me. He always had like a name that was always around. So I thought he ran a lot more times than he did, but it was only twice. Okay, um, but he was a billionaire businessman who always, <laughs> I guess. Didn't always run for president, but ran twice for president. Um, I'm just always going to remember him as, as Dana Carvey, as we were talking about in the break. I mean, as soon as I came into the office and saw that he died, I was like, oh, I should look I should look up some old Dana Carvey bits, you know, because this was like back when doing presidential impressions was still fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now you see all these presidential, like all, all like Trump impressions. And I'm like, I don't even want to see impressions of this guy. This is just <sighs> not awesome. fun for and me And Alec Baldwin doesn't even want to do it anymore. Well, good. Yeah, he said he's not. No he one should do it anymore. Yeah, just stop. Well, it's not funny. At least funny. until the next one. Yes. Like, like, let's just take a breather from that. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, Ross Perot was like, yeah, that was back when doing impressions was still really funny and fun. Yeah. And I remember his ears or anything. So then I look him up and I'm like, okay, this is funny. And then I see a real picture of Ross Perot. And I was like, wait, that's, that's what him? he looks like? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like I only see him in my mind as Dana Carvey or as a cartoon. Yeah. Or as like a funny Halloween mask. Yeah. He's, uh, he's Ross Perot. 
Perot is like a caricature for us. Yes. So Ross Perot passed away uh, earlier this morning, and another billionaire businessman jumped into the race, as we told you he probably would. That's Tom Steyer. You've seen him in all those Need to Impeach commercials, and now he's officially running for president. The first big hurdle for him will be seeing if he can cross the threshold to actually make it into the first debate. That will be, well, it'll be the second debate, but it'll be the first debate for him here at the end of the month. So we'll see. But, yep. you know, good luck, Tom Steyer. I mean, I don't think you should have problem raising money. Yeah. I, well, He's exactly. Like, wow, He's got this the money. anonymous donor gave me millions <laughs> of dollars. But he has to have 130,000 unique donors around the country. So that'll be interesting oh, to see. Okay, got yeah, it. yeah. Coming up, um, the headline in our rundown. I'm just going to read the words because it's okay. perfect. This is another good I, segment name. It's a, it's a good one. <laughs> IVF baby mix up. You're going to want to stick around for that. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. A lot to get into today. Uh, a lot of talk about equal pay after the Women's World Cup. A lot of people talking about other uh, people in sports coming out of the closet. Now's the time, right? Now that these women are, are winning World Cups and they're out and proud and yeah. gay as hell and saying, hey, lesbians won the World Championship, all right? <laughs> so everyone can now feel free to come out. So all that and more to as, get to. As we were saying yesterday, like what would women's sports be without lesbians? There'd I be mean, not, not that everyone's a lesbian. A bunch but. of scattered people, <laughs> scattered women standing there. I mean, like there are straight ones. I, say, I know the that there are. athletes it, are cringing right now. No, I mean, there are plenty of straight female soccer players out there, but the lesbians, I think, bring them all together. Yeah, yeah. And, and come in and, and dominate, it seems like. In our tight ponytails. <laughs> really, really tight ponytails. Okay. Uh, speaking of lesbianism, my wife and I, like we talked about speaking yesterday. Speaking of lesbianism is our transition into the story. Okay. Uh, my wife and I have been having the conversation, like we talked about with Dr. Jen, about having kids, right? We're going to probably do the, uh, what is it? You buy the sperm and you do the t- turkey baster thing. Uh, going to these sperm bake webs- websites is terrifying because as a person who likes to be thrifty, I feel like I'm getting gouged immediately mm. by these sperm banks who are like, oh, do you want a childhood picture of the sperm donor? Well, that's an extra $300. Do you want to know what they eat every day? That's an extra $400. Really? Do you want someone who's been in Ivy League? That's another $5,000. Anyway, what? you can spend... Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. So you can... Uh, you can start kind of at the base and just get run-of-the-mill sperm, or you can pay top dollar for top tier. That's this, wild. Okay. It's crazy. This story is a whole nother level of fear that I didn't even realize. Before before you do that, someone asked me to be a sperm donor for them, and then I started thinking about like donating sperm to a bank. Now I'm wondering, like, what tier would I be if I donated sperm? Yeah, right? Like, well, I didn't go to an Ivy League school, but like... Yeah, but I... I mean, I'm a celebrity radio host. Does that do anything for me? Do like, you want this radio host sperm? No. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, what tier would I be? Would I be, like, basic bitch, like, sperm? I, I don't know. I mean, if if my if I had sperm, I know I would be. Well, I'm 6'3". I know that helps. That, that, that probably would help. Your yeah. height would probably help. Okay. But I know that my aunt, when she got a sperm donor, she was just trying to find somebody with the quality qualities of her wife. Like her wife had like a Norwegian background, was very tall, was into music, blah 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 blah. So That's they so tried funny. to find sperm that that meet met those criteria. I heard Wanda Sykes. People, she was like, people were asking her because she has a French wife, and she was like, people were asking us why we didn't get like a mixed baby. Why do we get white children? And she was like, well, 
we're lesbians. We ain't fooling nobody. Like, these aren't, we didn't have these kids together. <laughs> right. You know what it's I mean? It's not like, going to make it, yeah. Right. And she was like, I didn't want to trust this white lady with this black girl's hair. So <laughs> we got white kids. And I was like, I get that, actually. Uh, yeah, that I get sense. that. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so Okay, go so there's a whole new level of fear that has now gone to the forefront of my mind because there is a couple who did in vitro. They went to a sperm bank. They they did the whole IVF thing and carried the babies to term. There were two of them. They were twins. And then they were born and they realized these aren't our children. <laughs> these are that? someone else's children. Like they got the wrong... Eh, like, it was an IVF mix-up. What a scramble. Like uh, What a ro- funny rom-com serendipitous. Hey. What the 23andMe does that mean? <laughs> so like, here's what happened. A New York couple, they gave birth to twins. This just happened this year uh, after traveling to L.A. to undergo in vitro. They've now filed a lawsuit against the cl- a clinic because they claimed that there was a mix-up resulting them in giving birth to another couple's children, which they then had to give up the children to the regular couple, the the original couple. So when you say another couple's children, when you say another couple's children, you mean like they took the embryos that were from supposed another to go couple. to another pair? Yes. So did they? So did that other couple? Okay, go on. So, the the couple. They went to this in vitro center. They did one attempt at in vitro and it failed. Then they did another one and they got pregnant. But then they said that they, they the alarm bells went off early because they were told that they were carrying two twin boys and they only had unfrozen female embryos. Okay. So they were like, uh, well, if we had only done female embryos, how is it even possible that we have two male babies? Right. So then when they had the babies, they confirmed that the two male babies were not genetically related to each other. What? The couple was forced to give custody of the child to their biological parents... And now the couple is spe- uh, suing, and they've said they've spent over $100,000. $100, this is what I'm talking about. You can spend like 500 or a grand, but you can also spend upwards of $100,000 on uh, sperm bank, the fees, the in vitro, the travel expenses, the fee- all that stuff. And then they say not to mention their permanent emotional injuries from which they will not recover unless we have millions of dollars. Okay. I added that part. I, I, I feel like there's a few follow-up questions for you on this. Um, we'll get to those follow-up questions right after this. Okay, great. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We're right. back on the radio. We're going to go through this donor catalog on the Sperm Bank of California. Ready? <laughs> it's going to be the rest of the show. Brown we're helping hair. You, we're helping you pick someone's junk. <laughs> well, a whole other issue is what should I decide I have control over? Like everything or nothing? Because obviously the people in this story, and if you didn't catch it, uh, we were just talking about this, the couple that gave birth to two pa- babies that were not theirs. They went to an IVF clinic and they gave birth to two to twin boys, which is impossible because they had only given up uh, two female embryos to be fertilized. So then they had these two babies. Then they had to give them up to the biological parents. Biological parents, by the way, Sitting pretty with no kids, and then all of a sudden get a get an email or a phone call or what from this sperm like, clinic? Hey, this, um, you have kids. You um, you have two twin boys. So do you want to pick them up because the 
Like they basically did a surrogate without doing a surrogate, without having to pay for it, which yeah. is kind of a good deal on their part. Like I mean, if they yeah. didn't want to deal with the whole pregnancy thing, then that's a nice like it's on demand children. You get your own biological children. You didn't have to do. You don't have to worry about all the the you know morning sickness and building a crib and all that crap. You well, just boom, they're there. So I have questions. So like my first thought is, what if you're those unsuspecting biological parents and like you didn't see these kids coming? Like how do you even wrap your mind around? that because like I always you always hear about like the people who are going through the adoption process and like they don't know when they're going to get the call but you got to have a call like hey you have a kid this afternoon that's what happened with my wife because she got adopted at nine days old and her parents her parents got the phone call because they were waiting and waiting and waiting yeah and then they got a random phone call like hey we we got a baby for you you can come pick it up this afternoon and her dad was like okay we'll think about it because he was like, I wanted more time. Like, yeah. we didn't have anything ready. That's and, wild. And then Katie's mom was like, we're not waiting. Get the kid right now. Like, what are you oh, doing? Wow. They're going to give it to somebody else. Like, you have, we have to get the kid. The kid's yeah. here. You know, she was so excited. But it is overwhelming because yeah. you're not, like, you're just going about your life. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's a kid there. Yeah. I Well, my friends just had a baby. Well, the baby's like nine months old now. And, like... I always think in that last two months of pregnancy, like it could happen at any moment, but like at least you know you're pregnant. But like in this instance with the IVF situation, like you didn't even know there were there were these kids coming that are your kids. You know what I mean? Like they're your babies. There should be a new show called I Didn't Know You Were Pregnant. I didn't know you were pregnant. (laughs) I didn't know we were having children. Um, So the other question I'm thinking is like, what happens? uh, What what is the IVF center's defense in court? Like. How do you even like fight against this? Whoopsie. Can Ooh, I leave the stand now? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I'm like, Ew, they're like doing the tie. Like, right. The, de- the defense attorney's like, ugh, sucks, I'm right? Right. It's like, you know, when you go to the hospital and it's like you broke your arm or something, they always have to label like which one. Yeah. And you're like, man, this is kind of an old school. Like, you're literally writing like L. When like, I go get like any blood test at the doctor, like, there's all kinds of barcodes and labels and what's your date of birth and what, like, that's just crazy to me. And I'm just like, they must get a really, really terrible Yelp review. You know what I mean? Uh, wrong babies wouldn't go back. Exactly. Like, one star. Yeah. Plus, you know I had I mean? to wait in the waiting room for too long, and they didn't have a good magazine selection. But the nurses are sweet as pie, so <laughs> love them. Yeah. Thanks, Tiffany. Was I wonder if there was a part of this couple that had the, tw- had the twin boys, and they were probably like, mm, should we just keep them? I mean, I you do feel like some attachment, I'm guessing. Right. I mean, you, you, carried, you, carried, them for nine you probably like did the whole tummy time, all that stuff, you know, playing Shakespeare through the womb through the and all womb, the, yeah. you know, you did all those like Bondy things and then I'd be playing like Tupac and Biggie through the womb, but it's fine. I would too. Yeah. I mean, you got to have a variety. The kid's going to come out so special. <laughs> so special. Okay. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I think that like the the terror for me is going through an entire pregnancy Going through all of that and being like, because I want to have kids, but I don't necessarily love wanting to be pregnant. Yeah. So then the fact that you went through all of that for nothing. Yeah. And then you have to go through it all again. And then you're probably going to have a bunch of PTSD and being like, is this the right one? What's the heartbeat? Does it sound like my real heartbeat? I don't know. Okay. So I would be freaked out. I would lose my mind. I don't know how you would even deal with that. I'm realizing we've got to get to these news and headlines before we're out of time. So here it is. News it or lose it. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. 
Okay, so I had the unique challenge this morning of having too many stories for News It or Lose It. Wow. And I asked you, we, so a peek behind the curtain, we don't tell each other what these stories are, obviously, before we read them so that they're completely fresh. And so I asked you before in the commercial break, like, are you a country music fan? And you're like, I had a country phase, but I'm not really a country girl. But this headline is so good that I think it might still work. Okay. Okay, so the first one. Garth Brooks announces seven date dive bar tour. Oh, seven dates? There's only He's seven? doing seven different dive bars. He's Garth Brooks is going to play guitar in seven different dive bars? <laughs> I, Why that, not? That's all, sure. I know, right? Yeah, that's I wild. guess, yeah. Okay. All right. In my two-week country phase, he was one of my favorites. So I mean, maybe I, I can revisit in that the little bit of, of country that I knew. It was Garth Brooks. So yeah, <laughs> uh, mind you, that was like third grade. Different conversation. Okay, <laughs> this headline is amazing. My boobs were busy. Best. F- my boobs were busy <laughs> feeding my newborn. Then they turned on me. Oh. This is the best horror movie scenario I've ever heard of. <laughs> this is a lifetime movie, I'm Yeah. <laughs> a lifetime of the attack. Exactly breasts. right. Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. I, I knew that was like catnip for you. Okay. Okay. The new person that's campaigning to be King Triton in The New Little Mermaid. Ugh, why is everyone campaigning for yeah, their parts? But it's, I, I didn't think of this person. Really? It's, it's up to you, though. Is it Jason Momoa? <laughs> no. All right, fine. I'll news it just so I can know who it is. Okay. Curiosity. Um, all right. Uh, Disney unveils first look at Mulan live action remake. This I would like to lose only because I have not seen it yet and I want to watch it on my own time. Okay. And I need a visual. Um, finally, I'm going to give you, you get to vote again. Do you want the dictionary.com word of the day or something about a beach body? A beach body? Like a dead body on a beach no. or an actual Maybe. beach? Bo- oh, uh, uh, all right. I'll, I'll I'll take beach body for three hundred. All Jarrett. right. Mindy Kaling flaunts her new beach body, you and says you don't have to be a size zero to wear a bikini. Oh, all right. All right. I think you newsed all of the stories. No, I no, didn't. I lost gave, the Mulan trailer. I got four out of five. Okay. I I feel like that's a pretty steady. Uh, a number for me. Okay. I think we can do it too. We've, we've, we get through all of them. We can get through this. So, um, your boobs turning on you, the new person <laughs> campaigning for King Triton. Not related to the Beachbody story. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> um, and Mindy Kaling's Beachbody and Garth Brooks going on a seven day dive bar tour. That's up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. If you thought you were going to get through your day without hearing a story about someone's boobs turning on them, this is not that day. This is not that day, apparently. But this is Drop the Subject, and I'm Allie Johnson, and that's Jarrett Hill. And Jarrett has pitched to me five very interesting stories. I did have to lose one of them for News It or Lose It, but we are getting into the remaining four here at the top of this hour. We actually just heard from Mulan. She's pissed that you dropped her story. We'll talk <laughs> I'm, about it. And who you don't look, want to piss off is I'm Mulan. Technically, no, I know. She's got a whole army <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna, of misfits. She, she's going to defend the honor of her family. Exactly. I, I will say that for the live version of this, I want to see what the, the those little soldiers look like. Oh, You know, her little friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who's like the big guy and then the little guy and then yeah. the one who's like kind of gay, but then he's not. I The what, the thing I was interested in was uh, the big song, um, I'll Make a Man Out of You in the old version. Best song ever. One of the most underestimated Disney songs. Do you know who sings that song? Donny Osmond. 
Oh, no. Right? Why? And I, I thought to myself, like, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be doing this version. <laughs> I can guess. And I think Marie already made a man but out of him. Well, there's that, and I'm not touching that. That's a whole different um, Vegas show. Okay, so uh, news that are losing. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay, so this first story, um, it's actually not like it's it's a it's a very deceiving headline because it's it feels like a lifetime movie gone awry. But it's actually an interesting story about this this mom who was breastfeeding her her child and like noticed like a clog in her in her duct. She calls her right boob the hero and the left one was the zero because like the right boob was much better with breastfeeding. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and she had like a clogged duct, which ah! be- ended up becoming like an abscess, which was a lump ah! and like. And over the course of like her pre- her first pregnancy and her second one, like she realized like there was a lump in her breast, oh, and like oh. it ended up turning out that it was much more. So <laughs> why, Jared? Why, why? I know. I, hey, you picked the story. This is the mer- this is the horror f- film plot, just verbatim. This yeah. is it. Just well, have you and have you and these Katie boobs have eyes? <laughs> have you and Katie had conversations about breastfeeding versus not breastfeeding? Yes, because I'm terrified. I don't want to breastfeed. Really? Yes, why? because it sounds because of the story you just read oh sorry it sounds so painful and horrible i mean but like i've heard she also talks about like with her second baby like it was a much easier experience than the first one but like yeah uh, because her boobs were like i give up no (laughs) they turned on her and got and left i just think that breastfeeding is not for everybody i think that people shaming each other for not breastfeeding is bs yeah i think that it's the whatever the parent's choice is and some people's boobs aren't made for milking I don't think mine are. Like, I'm going to give it a college try, but I really don't think they're going to respond well. I, they don't respond well to stimula- stimulation in general. Okay, moving on. So, Garth Brooks. My nipples are sensitive <laughs> are what I'm saying, Jared. I can't. I did not see that, that twist coming. I, did I not. didn't either. That's what my boob said. Well, long story short, this woman is saying that she ended up, you know, her doctors were kind of like ignoring the lumps in her breast because she was pregnant, because she was breastfeeding, because she had this abscess, and like it ended up actually being... Um, a much more serious situation for her. So, okay. (laughs) The interesting story with Garth Brooks, um, it says, uh, the headline comes from CNN, it says, Garth Brooks announces a seven-date dive bar tour. Now, you have worked in radio long enough to know that when an artist starts doing smaller venues, that generally means like they're not having the kind of success that they want to have. Yes, unless they're doing it to be ironic. You know, right. like there are some people, like I think Lady Gaga for a while, didn't she do some dates at like dive bars or like, like I think old, so. old clubs or something like that where you kind of go back in, into your yeah, roots yeah, yeah. or whatever and like everyone's freaking out. Like I remember I saw Metallica do a really sh- small show a few years back and it was like only you know it was like 100 people yeah and it was like if you could get into that little venue yeah. and see it it was like amazing but i don't know if that's the case for <laughs> well garth what's happening brooks. with garth brooks is his new song is called dive bar so yeah. he's doing a seven city dive bar tour um it's actually pretty interesting it says he announced it on facebook that he's going to be doing a surprise seven city dive bar tour inspired by the new song that he has with blake shelton um alongside a current north american tour so he's going to have a full tour and he's just going to pop up at rev- at different dive bars. He's not saying when it's going to be or what the dive bars are going to be. You're just going to have to be there and he'll just do a set. Okay, so you, there's no there's going to be no announcement as to which ones he's going to be at. Right. I guess I just like I think I still think this is a way of him making his 
career decline work in his favor a little bit. Like, well, he, I'm going to name this album Dive Bar, and then I'm going to go to Dive Bar. Well, but like, he's still doing a stadium tour, too. Yeah, with a super more famous... I mean, I know Garth Brooks is really famous, but Blake Shelton is like... No, no, no. Oh. The song is with Blake Shelton. Oh! But the tour is not with Blake Shelton. Oh, he's doing he's his, own, his tour. own tour. He's doing his own tour, Oh, okay. All right. And uh, to be clear, he's going to announce the dates, but he's not going to say where they're going to be. So like okay yeah but then you're gonna have to do like cl- you, you're gonna have the, to figure yeah, it you're out gonna have to figure it out which like could be kind of cool I remember thinking <laughs> this is so random I remember being at the um, at the LAX uh, baggage claim and like it's like a long flat thing that looks like a stage and I remember thinking to myself how amazing would it be if Beyonce just came out here with eight dancers and just like did a random show <laughs> on top of this, this I think there should absolutely be a concert inside of a baggage I claim thought that would be amazing I think that is amazing because I am never more anxious than I am at baggage claim. If yeah, I, which have I don't to know check why. Bag- I feel like baggage claim is very calming. I, I well, because I know that they lose so much luggage, and I always feel like this is going to be the one. This will be the day that I don't get my shoes back. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. Or someone else is going to be wearing them. Yes, well, I can't wait to else. come out with my album, High School Auditorium. <laughs> oh, God. And I will do a seven-date tour. Can you pack oh, out, no, it's three dates. Can oh. you pack out an auditorium is the no, question. No, there I you can't. go. All right, we got two more headlines coming up. More news at a loser after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. the subject okay drop the subject on the new channel Q with Ali Johnson and Jared Hill and you you can interact with us as well anytime you know that right 833-77-CALL-Q the phone lines are open you can give us a call on anything you know we've been talking about a lot of stuff today uh, have you ever had an IVF baby mix up give us a call <laughs> Uh, another thing that we're probably they probably getting... wouldn't be as thrilled about it as you just were. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was in a mix-up. It was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, it was like that movie Big Business. Have you <laughs> seen that movie? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. It's an old Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin movie. It's where oh. twins get switched at birth. It's Bette great. Midler and Lily Tomlin? Yeah. That sounds like I need to find it's it. It's a great movie. Okay. It's a real like comedy of errors kind of thing where they're like oh but we're twins that don't look like each other and then they find out that they have each other's twin like they were twins that were switched at birth anyway it's very complex oh interesting Um, we're also later on going to be talking about hurricane names yes because our first big hurricane is due to be coming next week an 80% chance that it's going to make landfall next week that's high we call it high high. yeah Uh, that's that's basically my average test score Uh, so (laughs) it's a solid B no 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 I was actually very smart in school but um if you have ever been, if you have a name that is the same as a hurricane, I also want to hear from you. Eight three three seven seven call Q. I assume you know people named Katrina have probably been having a hard time. You know, the, yeah. how does your life change when? I mean, you obviously have the name that you have, but uh, I mean, if you have the name of a hurricane that becomes especially a devastating one, how does that change yeah. your life? And what do you, you know, how did that is just what's that like? I'd yeah. like to know. So give us a call anytime. Eight three three seven seven call Q. We are continuing on with new. It or lose it. Yes. So we are, we are, uh, this other story that was interesting to me, there's been so much talk about The Little Mermaid um, and what's happening with uh, the casting and all that kind of stuff. And so another person has thrown their name into the ring. We kind of talked about like who might be possible. So like Jason Momoa, maybe, mm-hmm. um, The Rock, maybe. You're just thinking of like huge physique guys. I think that The Rock would draw too much attention from the movie, but I, I understand the how everyone's mind would go there. Yeah. I want like steamy old guy. Like, do you remember? a few years ago they were trying to do hot Santa Claus I feel like there's all like gay people are always trying to give you like a, a hot abs Santa Claus yeah like hot Jesus hot Santa so yeah. I think that it, any one of those like hot Santa types I, I see Tr- Triton as like a really hot buff Santa yes he is I mean <laughs> no yeah I can look at that 
I, I never would have thought of that. So who is who it's, is trying to? It's Terry Crews. Wait, so he got mentioned by Justin mentioned Terry Crews, but did he just mention that? Well, or did no, he like, know? no. So Terry Crews is like started a a Twitter thing. Like he's he, there's like this image of him as King Triton with the scepter and the the mermaid tail thing. I I get it. But I'm not into the idea of Terry Crews as as Triton. Well, I th- I don't consider King Triton to be a comedic yeah. character, so I guess for that reason, like that's why I'm like, oh, that's a point in Dwayne the Rock Johnson's column. Like he's not exactly like a big comedy actor. I guess he's just an actor. Yeah. But Terry Crews is super like campy and funny. I just wouldn't really think bordering of him... on corny sometimes. Right. Which is like his thing. Right. So I guess I, I just... just wouldn't. I think it'd be too far. Yeah. It, and I'm really not into the. I'm going to put this out on Twitter to get the role kind I'm of thing. I'm going to campaign for it. Thing. Yeah. Like I it feels a little Kickstarter-y. Yes. Like, I don't think you should crowdfund your own IMDb profile. Yeah. <laughs> like, just being like, I want to play this part. I think that's how stuff happens, though, now. Is that yeah. you just, like, when we talked to Sandra Bernhardt, she's like, I want to be on this, uh, I want to be on Will and Grace. But you know what? I'm trying to think who's ever campaigned for a role in Gotten It. I can't think of anyone. Now that like I'm thinking, I mean, about I can't it, think of anyone off the top of my head, but there's got to be. I, I would assume Somebody so. Who... I would assume someone's like campaigned for a role and gotten it, but like, I mean, even like I remember this woman, um, <laughs> this this black actress in Atlanta. She put up a billboard outside of Tyler Perry Studios and was like, "I want to be your next star, Tyler." <laughs> and he was he like posted a photo of it and was like, "Don't do this." But those are the risks that you take because sometimes it's so sometimes crazy it that it becomes like. Has have you ever heard of Angeline? No. Oh, she's got a billboard here in oh. Los Angeles. She's one of the first people to do that. She like put took out billboards. She came to Hollywood and Older she was lady like, now. now she's super old. Yeah, she drives like a pink Cadillac. Yep, or something. she drives oh, a yes, pink yes, Corvette yes, okay. and everything's pink. But she's kind of become a celebrity on her own just yeah. because she was so tacky and weird about the way she wanted to become a celebrity <laughs> that she kind of became, yeah. you know. But the one thing that I can think of is like an actual plot line being campaigned on Twitter, like the lesbian relationship between a uh, for Elsa. Elsa, Elsa being a lesbian for Frozen. Oh, okay. That's something that right. everybody was campaigning for and campaigning for and campaigning for. And Emmy, weren't you telling me that that's actually going to happen now? That she's going to be, uh, there's going to be some kind of a lesbian love interest in the next one? So in that the next might, Frozen movie? In the next Frozen movie. Interesting. Disney's gotten real progressive. Let me tell you. I was already taken aback by this black Ariel, and I'm all the way here for it. <laughs> I just don't know that Terry Crews, like, I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm always here for a black guy getting a job, but like I don't think that Terry Crews is like the is the guy that I see as King Triton. But but then if somebody if Terry Crews gets the role and then somebody's saying, I don't like that, like if I were to say I don't like that, does that make me seem like I don't want that just because he's black, even though that's not the reason? That could be the perception, sure. So then I for can't say anything. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably keep that one to yourself. Yeah. So I shouldn't have said that on the air. Yeah. Okay. Probably great. not. I'm gonna. Uh, Emmy, could you cut that for me and email <laughs> this it? Is live radio. Okay. Right. But so, yeah, I just I don't. Uh, I mean, if he gets it, good for him. You know. But I feel like the fact that they cast Halle Bailey in this role makes me think that they're really thinking outside of the box. So they probably have some other idea of what they're going for with King Triton. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. The other story that I really loved came from Mindy Kaling, and, and she uh, was talking about. 
about how when she went to visit Hawaii, she was taken aback by like how everyone wears bikinis. She's like, it doesn't matter what your body looks like, how big or small you are, like everyone wears a bikini. And she's like, so then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to wear a bikini. And so she posted this photo um, on Instagram and it was really great. She she uh, put the caption down at the bottom. It says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but wear a bikini if you want to wear a bikini. You don't have to be a, a size zero. Swipe. Um, and she had like other a, a video of her talking about this, but she has this great bikini on. And I'm like, you look fantastic. And I'm like, I'm I'm like, who's who would be offended by this? Like, because, you know, people fat shame people if they're not a zero or they tell yeah, them that your body's not I, great. Or I whatever. wonder how much of that is old school and dying off. Like I when I hear about people insulting each other like oh she shouldn't be wearing that i think of like how antiquated that feels right and i'm like oh really we're still doing that um but a lot of my friends are wearing bikinis and they don't necessarily have traditionally beach bodies or whatever and i think it's great like we by the pool or at the beach wherever also you could go french and just wear no Nothing. No well, we're nothing. No nothing. I remember I, I watched that new series Shrill with uh yeah. with AD Bryant and the best episode is where they're the at the party. pool party. Yeah. It's such a great episode. Okay. We're gonna come back. Uh Allie just got uh asked a question that she felt a way about. <laughs> I got into a snafu out of the liquor store. Not a snafu, <laughs> but it became a very awkward situation that I wasn't planning on. That's so. gonna be next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. That was Lady Gaga right here on the new channel Q. Uh, you're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie. So I was on the Young Turks yesterday, and the, uh, Jenk, the host of the show, he uh, joked with me. He was like, so I'm guessing all your music is just Lady Gaga? Emmy. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy's playing. Oh, my God. There it is. <laughs> what is that? Again. Gaga? Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. like, it was a Gaga so moment. So did you, d- I don't know if you saw this. I think that you were, oh, this was the day that you were traveling from New York. Okay. So there was a, we played the audio of this grandpa who, got tickets to Lady Gaga and he ha- had like the cutest reaction this old guy and he was like she, you know he, his uh, daughter or wife or somebody is like videoing him and going like okay what are you gonna you know are you busy on May 4th of next year and he's like I don't think so and he's like she's like why is there a concert you maybe want to go to in Vegas and then he's like Gaga oh my gosh <laughs> And he gets so excited about seeing Lady Gaga. So we decided that we we should have this as a soundbite going forward. Anytime Gaga. we Gaga, oh my god, oh my god. Well, um, that that was a long tail to a Gaga song, but yeah. yes. But anyway, that was some Gaga, oh my god. All right. So uh, what happened to you at the okay. store? Well, I wanted to ask you. When was the last time you actually got legitimately carded for buying alcohol or whatever it is? So. I, I have an adjacent answer. I was on a plane the other, like, going to New York, and the woman sitting next to me was like, this was sometime in June, because I did two trips to New York, and she was like, well, you're not like old enough to drink, are you? And I was like, excuse me? Oh, wait, w- sorry, when was this? This was like in the last month. What? And I was like, ma'am, are you high? <laughs> and, she, and, then, and she was like, yes. She was like, actually, I am. <laughs> but I was like, how old do you think I am? And she was like, I don't know. Like You're in your, like, your early 20s? And I was like... Early twenties. I was like, first I of mean, all, don't sound that okay, shy. I'm just, bitch. I'm, I'm <laughs> just, I'm not saying that you look way, way older. I'm just no saying good. early twenties is. Well, I mean, but I was like, sure, yes, early twenties. We'll go with that. I'm 34, so I was like, I was kind of flattered and kind of shocked. Right. But I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, I'm 34, and she was like, oh, and I was like, 
Well, that was a good moment, you know. So, yeah. So, I think that's why I ask is because the reaction is either you can be flattered by it or you can kind of be like, are you an idiot? Uh, it, yeah. It was because, definitely column A and column B. Right. So, so, but I mean, of course, when you walk into a liquor store, which is what happened to me over the holiday weekend, they're required to ask for ID if you look under like 35 or right. something like that. Which or, I never know how they're supposed to do that. I don't know. Like, but, how are they supposed to decide, well, you look 32, so I won't ask. Right, you know? exactly. Well, and then it actually makes me think back on all the other times I bought alcohol where they didn't card me because apparently I don't look <laughs> under 35. I just don't know what that like, even... So do, then how old do I look? 80, 37? 38? Like, 40? Oh, you gave me 35 and a half, so I figured... <laughs> right. So I think that it's to their own discretion or whatever, right? So I, I go to this gas station. I have to get more beer for people. I go in. I get some beer. I put it on the counter. And I had sunglasses on. I take the sunglasses off because I think to myself, I don't want to sound like I don't want to seem like one of those teenagers who's like, I'm going to walk in with like a fake hat with the glaces and like, you know, like a trench coat with two kids under it being like, I'd like some beer, please. Like, like Ellen Page, get out of here. <laughs> so I'm trying to like take my sunglasses off to kind of I, sh- I show no fear. Yeah, I, yeah, this yeah. is me. Right. So then he asks for my ID. And I'm going, oh, wow, he's asking for my ID. This is pretty flattering, right? So then I open my phone because I keep my cards in my phone. Little do I remember, I actually have Katie and Mai's ID in my card. Oh, so I have yikes. two IDs. So I pull out two IDs, and then I look like a, like I'm fumbling around to be like, oh, hold on, let me get the fake one for you. You know what I mean? And then he looked at it, and he goes, huh, Interesting. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Interesting. That's what the man said to me when he looked at my ID. <laughs> I that makes me think about I, I have an interior design business and like I always say my biggest nightmare is a client walking in on reveal day and going, huh. Well, that is why I don't do interior design, because that is definitely what they would say if I did that. There is nothing more cringy than just like that subtle, like, interesting. Yeah. like like, this is what you did. And that's what the guy did when he was looking at my idea. It was like he was trying to put the pieces together. Yeah. The pieces of my face. What was his face? So, yeah. So, just to catch up, this is Drop the Subject, by the way, with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. We're talking about how I walked into a liquor store over the weekend to buy some beer. I got carded, and he looked at my ID, and he said... Huh. Interesting. So, and this was after I had fumbled around with two IDs because I had Katie's ID in my in my phone. And people always joke about how we look like each other. So it could easily Which be I like, get a, that, yeah. yeah, I know. I feel like I, that's one of those moments where you want to respond. Um, I'm a human person who can hear you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, then I was like. Uh, it, oh, something interesting? What's going on? And he says, well, it doesn't look like you. And then I'm thinking, did I give him, accidentally give him Katie's ID? But then she does look like me. My so. first thought was, is this when you had the mullet of Jason here? <laughs> no. No, Jared. Well, how could you bring that up at a time like this? I'll show you my ID right now. I'll show it to you. Okay, let's see. It's a very close-up picture. I don't know why he, they got so close to my face. It's literally just my okay, face and a little... This is bad hair. <laughs> <laughs> that the okay. mullet hair I can deal with. This that, is bad. That hair. This is just long brown hair. Right, but it's not in any style. 
Well, no, because she took it too damn close to my face. Fair enough. But there's no part situation. What was happening? There is a... <laughs> you're a dick. You know what? This is... You know, you can't dump that. I, can't, I didn't. Okay, okay. This is... You have a lot of I also have hair. no makeup on. This was a situation... Okay, this... We're no, my driver's the license photo is pretty bad, too. Okay, so. because this is... I, I have a bloated face in this, and my hair is flat, and I didn't know that I was going to... I wasn't dressing up for the DMV. I had a great picture that I loved that was taken when I was 16. The day I got my license, I had that forever. And then when I went to the DMV to get my license renewed, they said we have to take another picture. And I, I could have, I should have protested. One of the things I love here at Intercom is that they let us use our headshots on our ID cards. Yeah, damn, this ID looks great. Um, this is the best. I uh, paid well, good the, money for this yeah, picture. Exactly, yeah, I mean, same here. And like, uh, I, I've only had like one other work ID where I loved the photo because I was like, yeah, in the photo, and they let me use it, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so anyway, so I'm. The guy says, interesting. And I go, oh, what? And he says, it doesn't look like you. And I was like, oh, really? And so I'm starting, but now my heart is starting to race because I'm like, oh my God, I gave him Katie's ID and now he thinks that I'm underage and that I'm using a fake ID. What's going to happen now? And then, and this is all while I've put my credit card in to, you know, proceed with the charge and things like that. I was like, so, what, so it doesn't look like me. That's weird. It's like, like who I, are you talking to? Like, And then he said, no, no, no. You? I mean, I guess it just doesn't, you don't look that age. You don't look that old. And I was like, okay, so he's giving me a, a, compliment? a compliment now? But then I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. So then I'm like trying to act mature. Like my response was so weird. I was like, well, you know, yeah, I guess a, a lot of people think that I'm younger, but I am, I'm actually 34 and I took my sunglasses off because I wanted you to be able to see, uh, you know, that I really am. Can I just have uh, that, and, then, and then I got so flustered that I declined the charge. And then he's like, you declined the charge. And I was like, oh, my I want God. a keypad. Yeah. So then I, it was like, is this price okay? And I was like, no. Because I was all flustered by that point because it made me uncomfortable that he was making a comment about my either the way I looked or the my age or the, like, it seemed like he was doubting me. I Like my 18-year-old or 17-year-old underage self came out and was like, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm an adult. This is what adults say. He shouldn't have sold you that alcohol. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> that he let me go me. through with the transaction again. I was like, I'm ready to get kicked out of this place. Anyway. I uh, I, I wish that I were the person standing in line behind you, like <laughs> watching this whole thing go down. Like, I would have been, he would have said interesting and I would have been like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who says that? Especially a dude. I would have loved to have been like on Insta story at the moment and been like. Yo! Oh my God! That's anyway, hilarious. Um, workplace politics. This is something I also wanted to talk to you about, Jared, because I know you're, you're passionate about politics. But I wanted to know how you feel about workplace politics because mm-hmm. I hate them. It makes me very uncomfortable. I don't really feel like, especially in any situation where we're like at a, um, a big sales meeting or like a big lunch or something, everyone's mm-hmm. networking and you know they're playing the because. Every office place has politics, yeah, yeah. office politics, right? And I, my Cater choice to is person, to ignore that person, yes. be friends with that person, treat this person so, yeah. And my, my, I'm usually the person who gets ignored, or I step back. I, I make the choice to just focus on the food. I mean, listen. And I'm like, all right, this is a free sandwich. I'm just going to sit here and eat my free sandwich and move on. Our last company party, I was like, I'll be over near the brisket. <laughs> yeah, but you were also <laughs> talking to people. Well, yeah, with brisket in my hand. Well, yeah, I guess I yeah. just I can't do both things at once. Fair enough. I can't eat brisket 
like in a classy way while also trying to climb up the corporate <laughs> Tearing ladder. Tearing through ribs with yeah. barbecue so sauce anyway, all over your face. Yeah, <laughs> Really love to talk to the sales team. Right. So and yeah, the reason I bring this up is because I saw this interesting article about workplace politics and how they can actually be good for you. And this is from Business Insider. And Harvard researchers are saying it's a good. there's a good way to play into office politics that will benefit your career and actually won't hurt you personally or professionally because I feel like in some way it makes me feel a little I'm like I feel gross doing this just because I know I'm getting a good benefit out of it but there's a, a and I know just the tip Tuesday we're going to do in a little while but there are a couple pointers on how to do good or bad office politics okay so we've got just the tip Tuesday where we're going to talk about um, what to do if your significant other is not well liked by your parents we'll talk about these office politics we're going to talk about hurricane names and if you have one what that's been like all those things are coming up in the next hour you to drop the subject with Jared Alley on the new channel Q on your radio on radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, Ginger Justin pushing buttons back there, making this all go round. We've already gotten into a lot today. We have part two of the show underway as Wait, we speak. That was like we gotten into like some serious trouble. <laughs> like we've gotten into a lot today. We've gotten into a lot of shenanigans. One of the shenanigans was coming up with a name for a new segment that we uh, that we debuted earlier in the show. Yes, yes. If you're just getting caught up, we did debut a segment with no name earlier. <laughs> it's, <laughs> to be clear, uh, yes. Just to be clear, because we will be covering a little more stuff stuff about the election the 2020 election is coming up it's i mean there's a lot to talk about every single on any given day so we were trying to find a way to uh to you know give you a little briefing on all the major stories of 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 uh of the election and we were trying to find a name for the segment and we have gotten some suggestions way better than the ones that i pitched which were horrible okay uh so let me know if you like any of these i'm nervous so nervous. <laughs> and now that Justin's laughing, I'm even more okay. nervous. I was laughing at your reaction. Oh, okay. Electoral dysfunction. <laughs> I think that one's great. I'm not mad at that. Okay. okay. Totes my votes. <laughs> a little a little campy, Tot- but I like it. Totes my votes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All I mean, right. it's better than like 2020 Mc- 2020 sin or whatever. Uh, yes, uh, it is indeed better than that. Yes. Okay. 2020 election segment. Now there's something to consider. <laughs> now that there is. Actually, I think that could be funny. Like it's 20... time for a 2020 election segment. <laughs> Roll the music. You know what I mean? Like that's actually kind of funny. Just yeah. Make a big production out of the fact that exactly. it's called 2020 election segment. When the view first started, they I've been gay my whole life. Um <laughs> when like on the very early seasons of the view, they had a segment that was just called segment five. <laughs> There was a graphic for it and everything. It was really? segment five. Segment yes. five. <laughs> exactly. Then I think I'm going to pitch that name for this. It's segment five. Okay. Segment five. And we'll put it in segment two of every hour. <laughs> Just to really confuse people. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, no things considered. I don't think we can do that one. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think legal's on the phone. <laughs> uh, and then drop the president. Please. Like, that should be a directive. We can add please at the end if yes. you want. No, I... I to be I, polite. I, I actually want to add an expletive at the end of that one, so... Uh, drop the president. I really like drop the president and totes my votes. Those are my two drop faves. Drop the president, totes my votes. So we're going to put these out. Or and we can put them together and make it totes my votes to drop the president. <laughs> you guys didn't do my favorite one. Which one? House of Campaign. House of Campaign or... <laughs> I... 
Right. Justin's having a lot of fun. Trump around. Trump. Hey. Trump around. Trump around. Um. Wait. Get, what would you want to call him this? Get down. The House of Campaign, Trump the around. House of Campaign. Okay, just the idea of using that music kind of got me excited. Um, well, maybe. All right. Why Why don't we leave this? Because we've gotten these suggestions, and and Justin came up with House of Campaign, Trump around, which is great. Why don't we put these on Twitter? Get some feedback. Maybe get any additional suggestions, and we'll take it from there. It seems like a House favorite right now is House of Campaign, Trump around. Yes, just well, reading the room. House of Campaign. I anything with Trump's name in it kind of makes me cringe, but I I I like this. I like the I like the direction this is going. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if we end up doing a Trump Trump segment, it could be called Trump around. But then I also don't want to give him the satisfaction. We could we could call it we could call it like Trump around. Did you guys ever see the, the editorial about where his name actually comes from? No. That it was that his original family name was Drumpf, D R U M P F, and that they changed it to Trump like a couple generations back. And like Drumpf, really? yeah. There was a there was a last week tonight a whole editorial about it. It was actually really interesting. This is such projection on his part then, because he always puts all this all these questions to other people about what's their background, what's their like, where's their citizenship, oh, and all like the. It, it's just because he did it himself. He changed well, his name. I mean, he's lying about his own background. Well, he he's lying about his own background. He lies about how tall that that tower is. He lies about so much. And like um, he, I think one of the interesting things is like he is one generation removed from it, immigrants. So, you know right. what I mean? Like, his grandparents, his grandfather, I think, immigrated here. And it's like, dude, like, you are literally an immigrant. Like, come on. So, he is named, like, you know when people come into the country and they get last names based on what they used to do? Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, like blacksmith or mm-hmm. something, right? Mm-hmm. Drumpf. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is a... that just, like, village idiot? I, like, like, what is what is? Drumpf? You shall yeah. be named Drumpf. <laughs> yeah, Drumpf. What are you even doing? Because that? you're just drunk all here's, the time? Here's I the thing. Know. I would have changed it, too. So I, that part I can agree with him on. <laughs> right. Um, but I would have yes. changed it to Mick Drumpf. Yes. Okay, so I like the direction this is going. Okay. Um, this, is, this feels like it's growing into something. Okay, so we'll put those out on Twitter. We'll see what we get back. Or it might be different every day. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Maybe we'll never name the segment. And every week fun. it'll be different. Uh, All right. Office politics. There's an interesting article here from Harvard researchers about how to get involved in office politics. Of course, it's going to exist anywhere you work. It can actually be a good idea to engage with them as long as you follow a few a few rules. Now, office politics do not come naturally for me. I don't really uh, I mean, I'm I'm not to to be honest, I'm not a super social person outside of this studio. Mm -hmm. I am not like, hey, let's work up a conversation and sit and talk in the break room. I'm not really that tight. But right. I probably should be. But there are a couple rules here. One of them is before you get involved in office politics, you must know the difference between good politics and bad politics. I think we've gotten some classic examples of bad politics in recent days, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, bad politics pretty easy to identify. They include the wrangling, maneuvering, sucking up, backstabbing, and rumor mongering. And those all sound pretty fun. I was going to say, that seems like a lot of office politics right there. Right. And, and I would argue that us putting our hand in the election of the employee of the month is sort of office politics meddling. I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but I guess we, we may have like uh, inadvertently been jockeying to get ourselves played in the hallways more, if nothing else. I mean, we have changed the lives of those two men that are the receptionists in this building. They'll because never be the same. They'll never be the same. We have interfered in an election process. I just want to come clear and say that. We're, we're 
We're Russia? <laughs> <laughs> we are the Russians in this. Is that what this is? Uh, practicing good politics wisely. So don't jump into office politics without a solid plan. It's not a smart idea. You have to know what you are planning to get out of this. And then making sure that your politics always have a higher purpose. At the end of the day, it's important that you engage in office politics. You're not the only one. Uh, uh, you're not only after your own agenda, but you're also out to benefit the company. I get that. I um, yeah. I mean, I, I think especially working at like we work in a, at a big company, you know, like that has a lot of different people here, and I think the office politics is hard to figure out. So um, we'll, I don't even know who anyone is. That's my I first know, thing yeah. is I have to figure There's out so who the hell to here. kiss up to. <laughs> when people come in, it's like, what do you do here? Oh, because yeah. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? And it's like the guy who stocks our water. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie. Hello. <laughs> We're on the air. This is happening. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure that you know you can follow us on social media. Go to Twitter. Go to Instagram. You can follow us at DTS Show. You can follow Allie at... Your Allie Johnson. Not anybody else's Allie Johnson. Your Allie Johnson. Yep. You can find me at Jarrett Hill. Two R's, two T's, and two L's. Uh, Jarrett Hill. You can find Ginger Justin. Justin, you're... Justin yeah, you with a whole bunch of ends. That's how it's spelled in your name. Yeah, that's like, my name. But yes, it's, yes, it's uh, Justin Bullock. Two L's, no T's. No, no T's. Apparently, <laughs> um, there's a silent F in there somewhere. You're not so. into teases. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're talking about the hurricane that it ha- obviously has not happened yet, but we're it's on everyone's minds right now because the earthquake swarm just happened. There's going to be a million more, they say, and then they also top it off by saying, "Hey, uh, by the way, there's an 80 percent chance that a giant hurricane is coming next week." Uh, yesterday, the National Hurricane Center increased the chances of the system developing in the Gulf of Mexico to 80% by the end of the week. So this always gets me thinking about the names of these hurricanes. How do we decide what the names are when you have a name like Katrina or Andrew or Harvey or Irma? When you're happen to be named after a big devastating hurricane how does that feel to you when you're watching tv and they're like and andrew is tearing through the gulf of mexico right now knocking out trees and you're like oh my god i mean how does that make you feel when your name is being used to describe horrible horrible things that a hurricane is devastating people's homes yeah no i mean the idea of like having your name be katrina 10 years ago would just be like you're always immediately associated with Hurricane Katrina. Like, it's just, that's got a bite. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the, I guess that's the most famous one where you're like, yeah. if someone's name is Katrina, you're like, you th- also think of it. More so even than the recent ones. Like, Harvey was a really bad hurricane, but I think Katrina probably sticks out more than, than any of the other ones I can think of. Right. I like, remember when we were kids, Andrew was a really big one in Florida. And I remember my parents were on a cruise in the Caribbean when that was happening. Sandy was is like, another big one, apparently. Sandy was I a big one in yeah. New Jersey, New York area. Yeah. So, I mean, these ones, yeah, and I remember Harvey, but I also don't know anyone named Harvey. <laughs> uh, I think of Harvey Levin from TMZ and Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. <laughs> well, then that's also a bad Harvey. Yeah. Well, Harvey Levin, I'm sure he Her came Harvey it. Weinstein. I don't ever want to see. <laughs> I, I don't even want to imagine how gropey, weirdy that hurricane would be. <laughs> weirdy. Yeah. That's it's very gropey and weirdy, <laughs> Celine. <laughs> <They're>, okay. <laughs> it's oh, very God. gropey and weirdy. Oh, no. Don't touch that plant. Oh. 
Oh my God, it's been maimed. Okay, so we decided to look up how these things get named, and it's actually interesting. The U.S. National Hurricane Center, they started the formal practice of naming storms that developed uh, in the 50s. So they started doing this in the 50s, and they have a, like an alphabet a phonetic alphabet, right? And then they cycle through all the names every six years. So yeah, that's the interesting thing. So there's a couple of like rules about how they do this. They cycle through names every six years and it says, uh, an interesting caveat on that is it says, uh, the only time there is a change is if a storm is so deadly or costly that the future use of its name on a different storm would be inappropriate. So like they wouldn't use Katrina again as another storm name. <laughs> because then they'd be like, for God's sake, Katrina. Exactly, exactly, right? <laughs> Watch yourself. Or, and like, there would also be like the confusion of like, which Katrina were you referencing in said story or whatever. So, another reboot. Another, yeah. Right, exactly. We're rebooting <laughs> Katrina. This reboot culture is ridiculous. <laughs> Katrina 2. But what was interesting, it says in 1953, the United States began using female names of storms. And by 1978, both male and female names were used to identify northern Pacific storms. This was adopted um, in 1979 for storms <laughs> in the Atlantic Basin. I, the fact that in 1953, they decided let's start naming storms after women like that is 1953 in a nutshell right there the patriarchy has a name (laughs) oh these women cannot make up their minds am i right (laughs) you see the games on that hurricane (laughs) (laughs) get her out of here boys (laughs) (laughs) i love this this kind of voice oh she can make a good stew Okay. Out um, of out of the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, no. So there's a whole list of names. Um, and, and the other interesting thing is, it says, in the event that there are more than 21 named tropical cyclones occurring in a season, any additional storm will take the name of the Greek alphabet. They're like, if it's just a really busy year, which happens more and more. <laughs> They're going like Hurricane Alpha. Hurricane exactly. Beta, Hurricane Beta. Exactly, yeah. And then they also say there's no Q, U, X, or Y, or Z names on the list for obvious reasons. <laughs> What are the obvious reasons? You can't I mean, have a Hurricane Quinn? Well, because they... I Hurricane I, Zelda? I guess they have like rules about what those names are. Um, and so we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll tell you what the current list of names are um, that are coming up this year. And we'll see if your name is on there. Good luck. This <laughs> <laughs> we'll is like a horrible draft. Exactly. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel. Q. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, both not named after hurricanes yet. I was looking at the list. I'm like, none of our names are on here. As many Justins as we have running around here, you would think there was a Hurricane Justin coming. This is like the opposite of every cast list I wanted to see growing up, where it'd be like, did I get the role? Where's my name? You're like, oh, thank God I'm not on this no, list. No, I'm like, I'm not on this list. Thank God. I was I actually don't see anyone's names from our station that I can think of. I was like trying to see if there was like a Hurricane Ryan or a Hurricane Shira or... A- oh, no, hold on. Hurricane J. Rodriguez, brought to you by Valvoline. Okay. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's going to be arriving on Alexis, from what I understand, which is pretty cool for Jay. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay, so here are some of the ones that you can expect this year. Andrea, or Andrea, how do you read that? Uh, I think, I don't know. Andrea, I Andrea. is what I, it was what happened in my head. I, I hear Miranda Priestley, Andrea. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the hurricane comes and it's like, that's all. That's all. Barry, which I think is a great name for a hurricane because that guy Barry is like the one that's always like shows up at the bar that no one invited. And they're like, hey, what's up, man? What's going on? <laughs> I'm thinking of Barry from HBO oh, with uh, Bill Hader. I'm just thinking of like a the dude assassin. named Barry in like cargo shorts and Sperry top ciders with like a wife beater being like, sup everyone, what? Do Jaeger bomb? Jaeger bomb? He's going to come tear up this place. He is. <laughs> gonna and no one wants him there. Uh, Chantal. Yep. Dorian. Cute. Aaron with an E. Aaron's going to be hard because I know a few Aaron's. Yeah. Well, this is like Erin with E-R-I-N, right? Isn't yeah, that that's usually that? the lady spelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ferdinand? No, Fer- Fernand. Oh, Fernand. Fernand. Jesus, oh, hoity-toity this, hurricane. This one sucks. Gabrielle. Gabrielle Union is not going to be pleased with that. <laughs> I can tell you. I just don't like... Okay, I know we went over how these names get cycled, yeah. but who comes up with them? Who is like, all right, G, I'm going to go with Gabrielle, and then H, I'm going to go with Umberto, Imelda, Jerry. Jerry's Big my dad's Jerry. name. Well, your dad's a hurricane. I mean, he, that's going to be a bummer for him. I think we should go th- through like annoying names that we all want to expel, like baby names that are getting too trendy. You know, like Aria should be on there. Maybe yeah. it'll shy people away from naming their kid Aria after there's a big hurricane named after it. Well, okay, so I'm, I'm reading this article from Earth Sky, and it says, um, meteorologists long ago learned that naming tropical storms and hurricanes helps people remember the storms, communicate about them more effectively, and so stay safer. Um, these experts assign names to hurricanes according to formal lists of names that are approved prior to each start of the hurricane season. Um, I, I just want to know, like, the specifics. Okay, There's a- I get that, but then there's also some that will have like will leave a bad taste in people's mouths like for example hurricane nigel that just sounds stuck up oh he sounds like he's gonna tear this place hurricane nigel i'm here hurricane nigel i don't want that tree anymore get rid of it (laughs) it's like stop uh i i also think that like odette and and felipe those are i mean i just think hurricane odette Maybe maybe you're going back to like old old timey names a little bit. Grace, Odette? Larry, Odette. That's that's rough. Yeah, and then there's a. This is in 2021, but Peter Hurricane Pete. I feel like that's a really common name. Maybe they shouldn't do super I mean, common names or or the name of someone running for president. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. Like that's not going to be a good look for him. Yeah, or they can embrace it and be like, "There's a hurricane coming, and his name is Pete." Well, and you, it's me. I mean, is it a good omen if it's a if it's a storm that comes through and rips things apart, or is it a bad one? <laughs> or if it's like a really whack trip, tropical storm that just never develops? And do you feel like you need to give more aid to that hurricane because you're named after it? Jeez oh, Louise! You're like, well, it's Hurricane Pete. And I'm Pete, so I really feel like I need to. I feel like I really gotta donate like millions of dollars to, to help. help these people. I mean, it's crazy. I I, 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 I just can't imagine. Oh, God, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I should have saw that coming. Hurricane Nana. That's Hurricane not fair. Nana. Like, Nana's such a happy name. Everybody has a Nana. Like I never called my grandmother Nana, but most of my friends have a Nana. And if they don't have a Nana, that's a person. What about Nana from Peter Pan, the dog? Oh, Nana yeah. was a little angel. Yeah. Why are we ma- turning her into a hurricane? Nana's not a good name for a, a hurricane. Now, Hurricane Wilfred, I can get down with. So, <laughs> already? You, so, Nigel and Wilfred, you're good with? No, Nigel, I think, is too stuck up. I'm going Wilfred. I'm going to go Gordon. 
Gordon. Trust the Gordon's fisherman. Well, and, you don't want to trust the Gordon's fisherman that year. And I'm going to go with Hurricane Bertha because I think Bertha's just like. Bertha was when I was a kid. There was a Hurricane Bertha. Yeah, that's a good one. I think yeah. that's a hurricane name. Well, unless you have an aunt named Bertha, she's not going to love that. I actually <laughs> do have it. Oh my God, I do have an aunt named Bertha. <laughs> I think I do. Okay, we gotta well, get out get of here. get her on the phone. Get her on the phone. News it or lose it's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill. We're about to get into news it or lose it. And I know that you just told me off the air before we came back that Aziz Ansari's new special just came out. Yes. And it's kind of like, with with the whole Me Too movement, it's like, how long does somebody, especially in his case, which I feel is a bit of a, not a bit of a, a big gray area um, that exists in this whole Me Too movement, but he kind of dipped out for a while, and then there's the whole question of when is the right time to come back? Like, is your career over? When is the time to make a resurgence? What's the proper amount of time to wait? That kind of thing so I don't remember exactly when the Aziz Sansari thing happened but it was a couple about, years ago right it was about two ish years ago so I that's a respectful amount of time yeah well the interesting thing with the Aziz Ansari story was like um, it was very early in like the Me Too movement and I felt like there was a, a time and I don't know if this if we're still in that time or not when all sexual misconduct was grouped as one thing right like there's no distinction between rape or sexual assault and like sexual harassment and like all of it was just the same thing um and also like there was no real consideration for like a a graduating scale and i think aziz ansari kind of got lumped in with like rapists um in the story that was told like it was it was controversial at the time but i think even if it came out now it'd be even more more so like it was it, it seemed like a date that just kind of was bad and went awry as yeah, opposed to him being like a predator. Definitely. And I think that uh, like one of the, th- the theories that I read about why people aren't having as much sex now. And this is I'm not saying I agree with this theory at all. But one of the things that was brought up was because of the Me Too movement, yeah. because people are afraid to come on to each other to be like hey let's have sex or like initiate sex because they're afraid of of uh, crossing the line or something like that uh, because everyone's kind of walking on eggshells as a result of the me too movement i don't mm-hmm. know like how true that is but it's an interesting theory um because i think that a lot of this stuff like as the whole case with aziz anzari is about a date that, you know, they went back to his place. They, you know, he assumed that it was all consensual, but it, it wasn't. And then he kind of owned up to it and was like, I really thought that this was okay. And it wasn't. Yeah. And that was messed up of me. And now I, I'm, you know, he, he owned yeah. up to it. Um, whereas I don't think the right response was Louis C.K. being like, okay, yeah, I'm so sorry I did this. Uh, I'm going to go do some shows now. Yeah, and I'm gonna make some guest appearances at comedy shows without anybody knowing that I'm gonna be there. Well, and like I remember the other part of it because um, I'm reading the story from NBCNews.com um, that was saying like it, there was it was published on a website that no one had ever heard of, and it was like kind of just it was a, a, the whole thing was kind of weird. I told you that I had a, an Aziz Ansari story. I'll, I'll be really quick because I know we got to get into news it, but um, I was at a nightclub where they had like stand up acts just kind of like going uh-huh. up on stage and it was like open micy kind of thing, and oh, out of nowhere like we were. I think we were leaving and people were like, come back, come back, come back, come back. And it was like, what's happening? And Aziz Ansari came out and it was like, oh my God, 
Yeah. And this was like pre-Masters of None days, right? This is like 2012-ish. And so um, he... That was, is like the best case scenario, by the way, for yeah. an open mic at a club. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, it was a lot of people there. And so um, he's like doing his bit or whatever. And he was like, is anyone like dealing with like a bad dating situation? Um, he's like, and I was like, yes. And he was like, um, do you have like the text messages from the guy? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he was like... Let me see it. Oh, no way. And like, there is nothing more cringy than someone taking my phone and like reading through it. And he like read our text message thread and was like, oh, this guy's, this guy's a dick. Oh, oh that's amazing. This guy's awful. Why are you talking to this guy? And it was like, I know we're not dating anymore. He's like, oh, you got to stop talking. And like, it was really funny, uh, but it was also like so cringy and like, it was hilarious. And we got a photo well, out of it. And all especially that. him saying like, no, you shouldn't date that guy. Somebody else was probably saying that to her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, well, to him and like <laughs> later he was, he, he came up to me after the thing and like, and everyone's out having drinks. And he's like, so dude, like. You're not talking to that guy anymore, right? And I was like, he like really cared about it. And I was like, he was really great. And then he ended up doing a stand-up act where he did that to people on in a stadium. Oh, so he worked out the bit with you. Yeah. So I felt like I really contributed. Yeah, you helped write his material. That's amazing. While my skin was crawling because someone was reading my phone. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I know Katie always hates being like heckled or drawn attention to in any way at comedy shows, which makes me want her to do that even more. Okay. He was was great though. It was that's good. That's good. That's a good good Aziz Ansari story, which he could use right now. Absolutely. Okay, news that are loose. And here we go. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right. I'm going to give you five stories and I'm going to write down how many I think you're going to news. Okay. Okay. All right. First headline. New okay. research may explain why evolution made us fat. Oh, um, okay, I'll do it. Use okay. it. Uh, headline number two, get ready for the next new hot trend, licking food and then putting it back. <laughs> I feel like that would so be me. Like, oh, I just licked all over these nachos. <laughs> um, just table nachos. Exactly. Sitting just, at like, a, you know, in a restaurant. You just walk by someone's table with nachos and you lick them and you're just like, lick I'm a wi- Lick good. a chicken wing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, uh, lose it. Okay. Headline number three, the weird new world of online preschool. Online preschool? Taking preschool online. Um, like the, uh, I hate that idea. <laughs> then uh, do you want to hear more about it? Yeah, let's do it. News okay. Uh, headline number four, the Bible Belt is becoming a giant landfill. Mm, okay, news it. Okay. And then finally, here's what the unreleased Terminator NES game looked like. Oh, God. <laughs> Lose it. <laughs> I figured as much. All right. What do I have? Like, I didn't want to cover that story here, anyway. Justin, three, three stories, which is exactly how much you are newsing. Boom. Uh, new research may explain why evolution made us fat. Get ready for the next new hot trend. Looking. F- no, wait. Are we doing that one? No, we're not. The weird new world of online preschool and the Bible Belt becoming a giant landfill. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill listening to some of Aziz Ansari's new special. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he seems like a really great guy. I hate that this happened and like it happened to that young lady and that it happened to him and that, you know, everyone felt the way, way that they felt about it. Um, but I've I've never really heard of another negative word about Aziz Ansari outside of that. So. Well, and I think that to some degree, 
uh, the apology and the confronting of it and like because he he mentions it in the special too right at the the front and uh the fact that he's acknowledging and apologizing it it has to mean something because we're getting into a culture where apologies are not meaning anything Mm -hmm. and people are saying things just to say them or you know oh you you really need to apologize because otherwise it looks bad or Mm -hmm. something and people are throwing away apologies or people are not accepting apologies so i think that this guy's Apology is genuine. The fact that he has been honest and open about it for so long and to address it at the beginning of his special, too, I think that that should mean something. Yeah. You know, that should hold weight and, and people should be able to change and move on with their lives and their careers, especially when it's something like this that is kind of a gray area. Yeah, I feel like apologies are a thing that are, it's really difficult. And I mean, to do a perfect apology, to do it well, you know, that, and then for, to have it like widely embraced as well. Um, I feel like the perfect apology is, is hard to figure out, but I feel like if, if there's an honesty to it, I remember when Donald Trump was accused of like all these things with, with sexual assault and the, the Access Hollywood train, uh, bus thing and all that and like his apology was just like so you can tell when it's yeah and then he was like blaming hillary clinton and bill clinton like you know it was like this is her portrait of an awful apology yeah um but yeah uh, shout out to aziz i'm sorry then um let's get into news it or lose it drop the subject presents news it or lose it So one day on the show, I don't know what happened or how it happened, but I said something about, I won't have it. Mm, Yes. And it's Justin's favorite thing, I guess. And so I feel like next time for News It or Lose It, when I'm losing a story, it will be, I won't have it. And then you can record one that goes, I'll have it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll just change it to, I'll have it or I won't have it. I won't have it. (laughs) Let's make it all more confusing. Have it. Okay. So here's the first story you decided to news. This is. I decided to have. That you decided to have in your life a new research explaining why evolution has made humans fat of course a lot of people like to talk about uh obesity being a big a big uh problem in the united states you know people the biggest cause of death is is uh, heart disease which is oftentimes caused by you know people being overweight having bad diets and of course we're eating fried food all the time and then the food hybrid culture came out and it was like oh my god well if it's a burrito made into a bunch of cheesy tots then i have to try it and then wait a minute right what i can just make these up (laughs) you just a word jumble with food Mm -hmm. you could really wrap anything in a a tortilla and i'd probably try it yeah and then just put it into a food truck and it'll do great uh so this is some interesting science as to how our bodies uh, changed into how we metabolize and how we actually process fat. So the sci- scientists looked at DNA over time, like primate DNA versus our current DNA, and they found that changes to how the DNA is packaged inside the fat cells reduced the human's uh, body's ability to turn bad fat into good fat. Like fat storage used to be like a survival thing for primates and things like that. It mm-hmm. was like, okay, you, your whole body is made for survival. It It's made so that you can, even if you're only eating like one deer a week, you're able to survive on that because your body, only one deer a week, you're able to uh, live off of that because you're storing fat cells, you're storing this in your body. Eventually... We reach the point where we don't need to hunt and kill our own deer, and the and then 
the fat cells are still being stored in our bodies, but then they're just staying there. Interesting. So, so it develops over time and it becomes let, that our bodies are not able to process the current diets that we have. We're so much less active than we were back then. Like we we move like we're trying to get to 10,000 steps. I bet you back in those days, like there was no problem getting to 10,000 steps in a day. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like the, the because you're like, level. I could do that running from a tiger. Right. I have to go catch this deer for this week. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like so, otherwise yeah. my family won't survive. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it says that most fat is made up of calorie storing white fat. This is the type of fat that accumulates on our bellies and around our waistlines. Other fat cells called beige and brown fats help burn calories. So it's I guess very it's clear about which ones of those fats voted for Trump and which ones. Did. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, get rid of the white fat is yeah. what they're saying. I, you said that. Not me. <laughs> OK, <laughs> moving on to online preschool. I didn't know DeVry was doing this. Uh, it's DeVry? Actually, no, it's not DeVry. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> but of course, now they say you can do anything online, right? You can train for a job. You can get a job. You can lose a job. You can hold a job online. You can learn anything online, in the t- if, even yeah. if that's only YouTube tutorials or actual schooling. So why should preschool be any different? Apparently, it's hard for some people and some families to get affordable preschool. And pre- the preschool mm. thing is crazy. Like Kevin has told me about this, about uh, the process of getting your kid into a good preschool is extremely stressful. Between it's extremely competitive. Waitlisting, interviewing, lotteries. It's crazy. Yeah, lotteries Lottery. for children. Where they draw. You know what I'm talking about, right? No, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's cra- a lottery for children in general. Has anyone seen Hunger Games? This is not a good idea. No, it's crazy, yeah. So this place called Shaw University, they have a child development center in North Carolina, and they basically have an online preschool system where at 11 a.m. on weekdays, uh, you know, preschool kids, age kids, four, four, three or four years old, will log into the computer in their playroom or in their house or wherever, and then they will run through 15 minutes of reading, math, and science skills via Upstart, a state-funded academic program. They'll also spend an hour with their oh, with their parents if they need to, because if one parent works at home, like if you're, this is the other thing is you have to have childcare mm-hmm. if you're going to do this at home. So it's like, what's more expensive, having your kid be at home doing online school? or sending them to an actual preschool. I would say sending them to school is actually better because then you get a little time away, right? Well, yeah, so the, the the challenge that I was having with this initially is I feel like so much about of preschool and kindergarten is like starting to like socialize your kid, having them around other children, totally. having social skills. So they're going to be weird loners. Exactly. And so... I, but I feel like we live in a society where we're all online and like we're not, you know, communicating like Dr. Jen was talking about. And so like from that aspect, I don't like this idea, but I do like the idea of providing access for people who wouldn't ordinarily be able to have it otherwise because they can't afford it or they yeah. live too far away or whatever. So I get that part of it. I think it also makes me feel a little bad that a four-year-old could probably better go through an online program than me. Oh, well, listen. <laughs> like you're four and you can log into a computer and complete math? Well, that, but like you grew up on online school, you know? Right. All right. I think that's even worse than being homeschooled. Yeah, yeah. I'm an online school kid. Ooh, those are the weird ones. (laughs) (laughs) We got a couple more stories from News It or Lose It. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. And we are finishing up News It or Lose It. We still have to get to Just the Tip Tuesday. We're backlogged on a bunch of stuff. So much stuff going on. We just can't stop gabbing. <laughs> that's kind of what the whole point of this show is, yeah. Uh, gabbing around. Maybe that's another segment idea. 
that's horrible. I'm going to move on from that and never speak of it again. Okay. The Bible Belt is becoming a giant landfill. Of course, some of these states that are on this list, Georgia, Mississippi, Kentucky, Virginia, uh, a lot of them... Would you consider those to be fly? I mean, not South Carolina, but maybe Virginia and Kentucky can be sometimes called flyover states. Um, I always think of flyover states as like very in the middle, like Nebraska, Iowa, right, Colorado, maybe. You think Colorado's a flyover state? Because well, it's pretty, pretty in the middle. Of yeah, the but country. there's wheat there. But there's wheat. Well, I mean, it's still a flyover. Well, you mean, well, because I guess also flyover state has like a political connotation, not necessarily a geographical one. Yeah. When I think of flyover state, I mean, I think of like a state that you wouldn't want to visit because there's nothing there. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. Anyway, the the point is... So that Colorado wouldn't fit into that, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, this is actually about su- like the, the actual Bible Belt and how it's turning into a giant heap of our trash. So... According to this in-depth investigation, persistent trends of northern waste are being systematically shoveled into southern states. So all of our fecal, northern fecal, uh, avocado toast scraps, everything is just being shoved on over to the Bible Belt. And there are a bunch of landfills and trash heaps piling up literally in people's backyards. I I just love the idea of regional fecal. (laughs) Yeah, like, our oh, regional fecal. I, you know that scent really gives me northeastern fecal. Oh, you know what? It does have a very fruit-forward <laughs> taste. It's unbelievable, but well-balanced. Right. This has an organic fecal. This gives me Southern California. <laughs> organic fecal is actually great for farming, so oh, I don't know what everyone's complaining about. This is getting gross. Okay. There, uh, according to thousands of pages of trash data and public records, <laughs> thousands of pages of trash data... Just let that sink in. And public records from all 50 states, uh, they have found that five of the 10 states that received the most waste as a... as a share of their total trash burden are in the South. Virginia, like I said, Virginia, South Carolina... Uh, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Georgia, according to their latest data, are getting the worst of this. So um, someone said, I never dreamed somebody could flush a load in New York City and have it run into my backyard, says Charles Nix, the mayor of the city of West Jefferson in Alabama. You never thought someone could drop the Babadook. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping the Babadook. It's funny to me because, uh, well, it's not funny, but waste is like such a huge problem in the country. And like you always hear about like that huge... Uh, state size heap of plastic island of in, trash, yeah, yeah in, the, in the ocean, and I'm like, what are we gonna do about waste? Like, we're not like gonna ever have less waste, you know what I mean? Like, and we're not gonna get more room. We're not gonna get more room. We're not gonna have less waste. It's like, and we're gonna have more people. Can we send it to space? Like, what do we do with all of this? I think space is a good option. I think just getting that big giant trash heap, basically putting a ton of balloons on it. Okay, and wait. just letting it go wait, 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 up wait. into what's the problem? The the idea of turning the trash into up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's the answer. Yep, I have the dog on there, and they all live happily I mean, ever after on a trash heap in space. There are environmentalists who are who'd be like, "We're then going to just start polluting space," and it's like, could we like bury it on the moon? Could we like? Right. It would take so much work to get that much to to get a significant amount into space, you know? It would probably cost a lot of money. I get that. I mean, just the helium alone. 
would be a big bill. Um, we could also just shoot it up. And didn't Elon Musk shoot a Tesla up there? Like, if we can do that, can't we just put some trash up there? And well, the name says it all: space. Shoot. There's space there, up there. Well, it is. There's in a the name. lot of space. It is in the name. Yes. So, Justin's already playing the music. Okay, wait. What's the last story? That was it. That there was three. it. Okay, we got through all of them. Yeah. So okay. now we have to get into just the tip Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, so when we come back, what do you do if your parents don't like your significant other? And the caveat there is, do you tell them about it? I I feel like Katie would not want to hear that your parents did not like her if mm, they didn't. I'm just going to go ahead and make sure she's in a meeting before we get to this next one. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, and we're getting into Just the Tip Tuesday now. Finally, before the end of the show... And uh, this is an interesting thing to talk about because there are a lot of people who are in relationships that don't necessarily have the approval of their parents. This is something that comes up, of course, if you have decided to move in together, God forbid, get married. Don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, And of course, this stuff is going to come up. So what do you do about it? How do you handle it? Well, there's a few tips, which we always share for Just the Tip Tuesday, different life tips, tricks, life hacks, advice, things like that. So this week, we're talking about what to do when your parents do not like your significant other. So what's fun about this to me is I have a newlywed and an engaged person in the room and I'm single. So Mm -hmm. we've run quite a bit of the spectrum here in this room. Um, And so the idea of this happening is either this already has happened, this is potentially happening, or this could happen in the future. So, yes, exactly. Justin, do you feel like your parents support your relationship? Are they, you know, they have open arms, they're very supportive on both ends? We should probably ask, is Sarah listening before you answer that question? Uh, The answer to all three of those questions is yes. Oh, They're all supportive. So both sides of the family are supportive of your union. Uh, Parents, I said. The Not necessarily family. Oh. Okay. So what are the other family? As, have to as say? I would say to uh, I don't like him, he's a let's, ginger. Let's as a therapist say would say, unpack that. <laughs> Her sister's kind of alone. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. So okay. my Katie's parents like me. Ooh, you said that so tentatively. They would like me a lot more... If you were a man. If I had a penis. (laughs) I think if I was a dude, I would be the top choice. I mean, I've got a job. You'd also be the top. I've only been fired like five times in the last two years. Gay men just found that. (laughs) Five times in the last two years? No, I think three times. (laughs) But still, um, I'm a very driven person, Mm -hmm. right? I I can... uh, I mean, I, I can uh, f- I change a tire, as we learned. You can cool radio girl voice. I can do cool radio girl. Uh, I'm very talented. I'm, I think I'm a pretty good catch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, with the exception of a couple bad haircuts. But there's not really a okay. lot I can... <laughs> I think a couple might be a little generous. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And he's insulted my driver's license photo <laughs> I'm, I'm earlier I'm telling today. you, the, the hair you thought was bad was not bad. It was pretty good. <laughs> okay. The mullet hair. Yeah, it was mom mullet Anyway... <laughs> Not, um, not in the not in the John and Kate plus eight kind of hair, but no, yeah, yeah not that, that far. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, they like me well enough, and I think we've all accepted this the current situation. Ultimately, one of the things on this list is uh, that eventually you just have to accept. Like you're you're not going to be able to force people to change their minds, right? right? Uh, some of the other things on this list are 
uh, if your parents are bashing your partner, you may need to set some boundaries. So tell your parents that hearing them constantly bad-mouthing your significant others, hurting the dynamic that you have with your partner. Uh, also, consider your parents' perspective. Instead of feeling defensive and wanting to, you know, rant at them about why they're wrong, take a minute to look at your significant other from their point of view and think, hey, what, what do you... You know, what does this relationship say to them? Maybe they have a point. Well, I like the one that says plan some low-key get-togethers where your parents and partner can interact. Right. Uh, so it says a casual gathering will hopefully give your parents a chance to get to know um, your significant other better. Um, the problem is, like, it never feels casual. I would imagine, like, when your significant other knows that they're meeting your parents, there's nothing casual about that, no matter how, no matter if you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt, you know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. No, um, for sure. I talked to Katie's dad on the phone for the first time because of uh, Katie getting really wasted after we met because mm-hmm. she basically came out to him after we met. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm gay. And it was crazy. And then my first conversation with him was like very traumatic because Yikes. it was like him being like, who are you? And me being like, who are you? And, yeah. and all this stuff. So it was kind of a weird, I think we've had to undo a lot of our first interactions Yikes. probably wasn't the best way to meet so if you start off on the wrong foot that can make a difference well so I was actually going to say something related to that I think so often we tend to tell our friends about well I, I I try really hard not to do this about when we're fighting with our significant other or when they've done something you don't like or that's confusing but you don't tend to tell as many of the good things yes and so then your friends start to hate that person totally because they don't have any kind of a comprehensive perspective that's why I make sure to do the opposite if I'm having problems with my significant other, especially now that she's my wife, those are between us. Yeah. And if I need to vent or whatever, I'll do it to very, very close friends that know her very, very well. So yeah. they know that, you know, they know the good things about her. Or on but, the radio. Yeah, or on the radio. Or on the radio. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, is pretty private. You know, our relationship is solid. I feel good about it. You know, so complaining about things is like, you know that it's not on the rocks or like, you know, oh, we're going to get divorced or anything like that. But leading into... The serious, more serious part of our relationship, I would only focus on like good things with my parents mm-hmm. to t- to say like, oh, we did this and oh, we did that. I wouldn't be like, oh, we thought about this. Oh, we thought about that. Because then the parents do get a negative perspective. One of the other things here um, from this article that comes from Huffington Post uh, in the life section says, what do you do if your parents don't like your significant other? Um, it says, if your parents are bashing your partner anyway, you may need to set some boundaries, which I think is important. Sometimes dealing with someone else's parents, the, the difficulty is like, I need you to stick up for me a little bit here. Um, especially if if I'm in the right or if the, you know my, your parents are in the wrong, you got to stick up for that person. Definitely, it says to also talk about what you're going through with a trusted friend, relative, or therapist. And then there's the question of should you tell your partner that your parents don't like them? You know, I have gotten uh, that question from my wife, and I have not known how to answer it. Okay, so we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Ali on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay. Drop the subject on the new and improved Channel Q. And Allie Johnson and Jared Hill have been hanging with you for past three plus hours. Yes, they have. And we're going to close it out by finishing talking about just the, uh, what we discussing for Just the Tip Tuesday, which is what to do if your parents do not like your significant other. Now, 
the final thoughts here are, should you tell your partner, like, okay, you've gone through all these steps, you've uh, talked to a therapist, you've planned these small gatherings with your, them and your parents to make it better, you've tried seeing it from their point of view, all this stuff does not work and you realize, okay, my parents really just don't like my significant other. The final question is, should you tell your partner that your parents don't like them? So the expert in this article um, is Dr. DeVos. I don't believe that's Betsy DeVos. Just want to be clear. Um, <laughs> this whole time we've been, we've been taking advice from, from the worst person oh, in creation. No. Um, it says the cut and dry She's answer. She's like, this is about me. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's <laughs> about education. Um, it says the there's no cut and dry answer, but DeVos suggests that asking yourself the following question before making a decision is this. What will telling my partner accomplish? Then play out the scenario in your head. How will my partner likely respond? How will my parents act toward me and my partner if they know I've revealed this information? Decide if you're prepared to deal with that possible outcomes and go from there. I think that's really smart. Yeah, I think that I have purposely never asked mm. my parents, what do you think of Katie? Oh, interesting. And because like, I think that there's probably things like there is with anybody. Like, yeah. Of course, you're a parent and you're concerned for your child. You want the best for your child. You have this idealistic thing in mind of who they're going to end up with. Maybe you have some vision in your head. So, of course, you're going to have opinions about the person they end up with. But I've never been like, so what do you think? Yeah. Because I don't want I don't necessarily need to hear that answer. You don't care what they think. Yeah. And honestly. she's my my wife has asked me, like, does your mom hate me? And I'm like, no. But I'm also like, I don't really know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe I don't know she the does. Well, it's funny because like my parents have never met someone I was dating. Oh, never? Never. Never yeah. once? Never once. My what about mom, your longest relationship? My mom, well, my mom has met someone that was an ex of mine by accident. <laughs> like I had gone. You were working at a checkout station. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I went home. Um I was I still lived in Atlanta and I came home for like Christmas or something and he was an ex and it was actually I told you about an ex that followed me on Instagram and had lived a whole other life yes. with a woman and yes. kids and all that it was this same ex and uh, he was like oh let's hang out and so like he came to my place and picked me up or whatever and like I was expecting to go out into the car and like go out and do something and like open the door to go outside and he was there like at the door and I was like what are you doing? Yeah. He was like, I really got to use the bathroom. And my mom was like showing me out the door and she was, I was like, Oh, oh. so was that awkward for you? Because you it, weren't planning on this interaction. Yeah. It felt really weird, but like my mom was fine, but, and he was fine and like no one really tripped, but me. Um, but like my parents, even in my longest relationship, cause I've never lived at home. I've never lived in the Bay area since I've been an adult. Hmm. I moved out of the Bay area when I was, I had come out like maybe six months before. So like I've never lived there. I've never brought someone home. Right. Like, so you've and, never felt like, oh, it's the holidays or whatever reason I'm yeah. going to bring home my significant other. It just hasn't occurred it's to never you. Been a thing, but you yeah. said that you and your family aren't big on holidays in general. So Not it's like, really, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I was in a serious relationship and like the last time I was in a relationship, I thought like, oh, I could see this, this making sense. And I kind of like gave like I shot a warning shot with my parents like, I'm dating someone that I like. Hmm. We'll see how it is at the end of the year, you know, at Christmas time. You should just ride that train, though, the whole time. And then if you get married, that'll be the first meeting. We'll do a surprise wedding. Yeah. And surprise like, wedding. And then they'll be like, surprise this is meeting the slash wedding. Yeah. Just like, here they are. I'm sure that'd go over well. I think it'd be great. Yeah. And yeah, we'll yeah. do it right here live on the radio. I was going to say, it makes it for some really great content. Yeah. Okay. So we have some, speaking of great content, we have yes. things going on tomorrow. It's nice the, transition there. The gay AMA is something we do every Wednesday. So, 
it's a chance for me to ask Jarrett what it's like being a gay man in this world. And then Jarrett gets to ask me, what's it like being a lesbian woman in this world? It's an ask me anything for LGBTQ+. Plus. Mm-hmm. It's the gay MA. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that. We also have a guest tomorrow. There's a guy here in the LA area who is charging double for Instagram influencers. Which is hilarious. Which as is opposed to giving them free stuff. Amazing. I'm charging double. Yeah, so I want to meet the man behind this, and we will be talking to him tomorrow. Plus, there's somebody who is charging guests for their own wedding. Is that okay? Is that not okay? (sighs) Is it okay only if the wedding's awesome and there's like a huge, great performance by somebody famous? We'll talk about all that. Plus, we will be putting on Twitter right now, about to hit tweet, the final four name choices for our election coverage segment, electoral dysfunction, totes my votes... Drop the president. And what are we going with for the last one? 2020 election segment or no things considered? I think 2020 election segment okay. is kind of funny to me. Beca- also because I don't think no things considered can exist anymore. Legally. I think we'll get sued. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to tweet these out. Which one do you think is going to be the winner, Jarrett? I think it's totes my votes. I mean, I and are these finalists? Are these like our our top four for now? Because I feel like if you guys can tweet in, that's what we were saying. You guys can tweet in other ideas if you have ideas for the 2020 election segments, um, and you can let us know what you think it should be. But these are the the four we got right now. Please do a write in. Yes. If you want to do a write in, you write in whatever you want. That's very election. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So you can write in a vote if you'd like. uh, But totes my votes is my is my pick too. All right. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Great. We call that a show. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'll see you tomorrow for another live show. Until then, hasta mañana. Have a great one. Drop the subject. What happens when someone charges you to attend their own wedding? Do you bring a gift? Do you BYOB? Do you even go? We'll talk about all that on the next show. Drop the subject. Weekdays, 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern on the new Channel Q.